Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. I am your host, Vince Parker. So glad that you are here with us today. To you as a Switch Leader, I say thank you. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for checking kids in. Thank you for keeping kids safe. Thank you for showing up randomly because of you. The kingdom of God is a better place. And I just want to say thank you. And as with me today, a special guest, mm. a friend of mine, the awesome, the amazing, and he has really good hair, James Meehan. James Meehan, how you doing? So good, Vince. That was a really great introduction. I liked this. The way you thanked everybody, that was great. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to take feedback and I'm trying to get better because, you know, on the Swift Leader Podcast, we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. And so... It's a journey for us all, right? Like it's all, Pastor Craig says, hey, we all should take time to look for ways that we can improve. So hopefully I can keep this up and keep it going. James, are there any new skill sets you're learning? Like maybe how to fly an airplane or a helicopter or uh, Life Church lately has a lot of people taking up Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm. I know you already do that. So you maybe you're taking up Taekwondo or karate <laughs> or nope. what's, the, what's the one where they like dance? Like capoeira, kind of, yeah, I can't even say that. Maybe yep, you can you do that? Like, no, I, I mean I've I've seen you know I trained martial arts for years. I've dabbled here and there, but now that I've got a seven month old son, it's really hard to make time to go and do jujitsu. So uh, what I've been doing in my spare time is playing through the Dark Souls series and trying to beat all of those games without dying. Because late at night, my son will fall asleep on me. And while my wife's getting ready for bed before she can feed him and we can put him down for the night, I'll play like 20, 30 minutes of video games. And it's been a blast. Okay. All right. Well, so we won't be seeing you do any messages where you're just kind of getting your, you know, your karate on or anything like that because you're being a good dad. Okay. That's cool. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not why you won't see that, but you, you definitely won't see that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All righty, man. Uh, man, well, James, so glad you're here with us today. And so today, I believe we are talking about the series overview of the very first message uh, of Switch coming back over this fall semester. And the title of this is Kingdom People, correct? Yes, sir. So can you give me a little bit behind, you know, why Kingdom People and what direction it's going and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So we are kicking off the fall semester with an eight-week Yep, you heard that. An eight-week series titled Kingdom People, where what we want to do is help our students understand what it means to be a part of the kingdom of God. Because when Jesus stepped onto the stage of history, as he was announcing his ministry, he came announcing the good news of the kingdom of God, right? Mark 1.15, the first words of Jesus in Mark's gospel say, repent and believe for the kingdom of God has come near. Matthew 4.17 the announcement that Jesus makes after being baptized by John and then being tempted by the devil in the wilderness, he then goes out and begins his public ministry, proclaiming the kingdom of God by saying, repent and believe for the kingdom of heaven has come near. All throughout the biblical story and in the gospels, we hear about this concept called the kingdom of God. And when we as followers of Jesus can understand what the kingdom of God is all about, and the part we are meant to play in it, it helps us have a better understanding of who we really are, of the place that God has created for us to belong, and the calling that we've been given 
to live as the hands and feet of Jesus in our modern world. Because what we know about human beings and young people especially is that all of us are going through life searching to the answers of life's fundamental questions. Questions like, who am I? Where do I belong? And what difference do I make? And especially for young people, for teenagers, they're at a point in their life where they're trying to find their own answers to their questions. They're no longer content settling for the answers that their parents have given them or the traditions they've been brought up have placed in their hands. What they're looking for is their own understanding and definition of who they are as individuals, the community they belong to and the difference they're meant to make. And what we know as followers of Jesus is the best place to find those answers is in the community of God, the people that are committed to bringing about his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna move slowly through Jesus' teachings found in the Sermon on the Mount. That's Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, where Jesus lays out this vision of what life according to the kingdom of God could and should look like. And what I love about this passage of scripture is it is three chapters of spiritual haymaker after spiritual haymaker, where Jesus is laying out in pretty sharp and uh, stark language about the way of the kingdom, and he's contrasting that with the ways of the world. And so not only is it just incredibly rich Bible teaching, it's also so practical and applicable to the lives of our young people today. Because the reality is, is that even though technology has advanced tremendously, as human beings, we still wrestle and struggle with the same temptations and struggles Mm. that we did 2,000 years ago. And these words of Jesus are just as powerful and relevant today as they were so many years ago. James, I love that. I think that's going to be a really good series. Even the fact that it's eight weeks is super awesome. Like, come on, because I think the key, the key thing I think you said in there for me is we're going to take it slow. Yeah. All right. And and I heard a little bit of like there's intentionality. Absolutely. And I like how uh, we have this understanding of it's about identity, belonging, and purpose. Like, how yep. are we helping kids sense this? So instead of saying, "Hey, we're going to rush through this." We're going to look at the teachings and we're going to use God's word because we know God's word is, is transformative. You know, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And we're going to allow that to be a part of it. And you as a switch leader, well, you get to be the guy that kind of helps yes. them go through this. And so, James, I'm super excited for this series. I think it's going to be super awesome. Uh, do these messages have titles yet or anything cool like that? Yeah, so we've, we've come up with some titles for the first few weeks of it. And really kind of the way that it's going to, play out is we've got these eight weeks through the series. The first week is really an introductory week where we're introducing the idea of what it means to be kingdom people. And actually week one technically isn't a part of the Sermon on the Mount because we're going to start in Matthew chapter four with the announcement of Jesus' public ministry where he announces the kingdom of God. He calls his first disciples, and then he demonstrates the power of heaven as it breaks into history by healing the sick, casting out demons. And we're going to use that um, first part of his public ministry, starting in verse 17, all the way through Matthew 4, I believe 24, to talk about these big ideas that as kingdom people, we are people led by Jesus. He is the one that we follow. We are people shaped by grace in a world where it is so easy to be bombarded and influenced by all the bad ideas of our culture. As followers of Christ, the thing that most shapes us and forms us is the grace that has been offered to us. And then finally, we're gonna talk about as kingdom people, we are moved by love. There's this beautiful quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer where he talks about this idea that only love gets close enough to know. 
And we live in a world where it's really easy to preach the truth from a distance, whether on stage or social media. But we all have to acknowledge the fact that it's really hard to practice love up close. And the way of Jesus is not holding people at arm's length. The way of Jesus is getting into a mess with people and helping them understand that they are loved by God, that they are created for more. And so that's what week one is all about. Week two, we're going to walk through the Beatitudes. The title of that message is A Blessed People. And the Beatitudes are the portion of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus lays out who God calls blessed. It starts with, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Then it says, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And we're going to use that portion of scripture to help our students understand that the values of God's kingdom are radically different from the values of our culture. Then in week three, we're looking at Jesus's teachings on what it means to be salt and light, because as his followers, we are called to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. What does that mean? Salt stands out, right? When you put salt in food, you can taste the flavor of salt because it contrasts the flavor of whatever it's a part of. And as disciples of Jesus, our lives are meant to be distinct from the rest of the world. And light, the light of the world, the city on a hill, what that was is was a symbol of hope. When people were traveling, these cities that were built on hills would have all of these lights to show people that this is where shelter and safety can be found. And Jesus is painting this picture that as the community of God, as his citizens, as kingdom people, we are meant to live in such a way that when people see us, they see a place where they can find hope, they can find shelter, and they can find safety. Then in week four, we're going to have a conversation about the things that Jesus says in verses 17 through 20, where Jesus talks about not coming to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And then we have this series of teachings where Jesus starts out by saying, hey, you've heard it said blank, but I say blank. You've heard it said, do not murder, but I say, don't even be angry at your brother or sister in your heart. Mm. You've heard it said, don't commit adultery, but I say, anyone who looks lustfully at a woman is uh, is guilty of adultery. So what Jesus does is he takes their understanding of the law and he connects it to the conditions of our hearts. Because all throughout the Sermon on the Mount, what Jesus is challenging us to do as followers of him is to not just do the right things on the outside, but to be transformed on the inside. And so that's the first four weeks of this series. We're actually going to come back a month from now to give you an overview of the final four weeks, because like we said, it's an eight-week series. It's going to be a pretty slow process as we walk through these teachings. And so today, we just want to give you an overview of the first half so you can have an idea of what to expect. And then a month from now, we'll come back with part two of our series overview on the podcast. So that way you can be up to speed on weeks five, six, seven, and eight. Super awesome, James. I love it. And I believe, like, isn't there a, your youth pastors or our youth pastors will get to live speaking at times? So yeah, absolutely. you get to play with your youth pastors and just encouraging them on the time they get to speak. And I, I think I could be wrong. I think a great way to be preparing for this series is actually to read through the Sermon on the Mount, maybe even daily. It's was Matthew 100%. 5 through 7. Yep. Uh, just, to, you, know, you know, don't break from your normal time with God, but maybe, you know, either hit play on your version Bible app or just read through it and just kind of let those words that Jesus spoke speak to you over this time. And uh, just a way, great way to be able to engage in conversations with your students over this first four weeks of the series. Yeah. James, anything else you want to add or talk about? Or Yeah, last thing I want to add is for you leaders to know that we are kind of changing the way we go about providing leader guides. So in the past, we've always given you 
the leaders, leader guides, to help guide the conversation in your small group. Well, starting this semester of Switch, we're going to be creating what we call message guides, where functionally they're the same thing as a leader guide. Here's the difference. We're going to be able to provide those to not just you, the leaders, but also to your students. And here's why this matters, because it's going to give your students something that they can have in their hands or hopefully on their phones. If we can figure out a great way to distribute it digitally to all of them, we're working on that right now. Uh, but it gives them something in their hands where they can follow along with the message and take notes and write down their own questions. So the way the message guide is going to be formatted is we'll have kind of like the main points, we'll have the key scriptures, we'll have a few questions just like we typically do on the leader guides, but we're also going to create space on those for students to write down their own questions that they can bring to the small group conversation. And the reason why I'm excited about this is because we've talked about it for a while, and this is a big part of who we are as a ministry, but what we understand is that when we create space for our students to wrestle with God, to wrestle with scripture, to wrestle with their questions, then we are creating space for them to actually make their faith their own, especially when we do it in the context of life-giving community. And this is such a big deal because when students are asking questions, they're opening themselves up to discover the answers. And as much as we can put the ownership of their faith in their hands, that's what we want to do. And so what we're hoping will happen with these message guides is number one, it will help our students be more focused during the actual message time because they'll have something to follow along with and take notes on. And then number two, that they will come ready to contribute to small group by coming up with their own questions that they can bring to the group. And then you as the leader can help navigate that conversation, facilitate it, and help your students be pointed back to what's true and what's good as they go on this journey of discovering those answers. Now, in addition to that, we're coming up with a new YouTube show where we're going to be wrestling with some of the questions that our students are asking. And so you're going to have space where you can actually submit questions that maybe you as a leader or your students are asking to that show where myself and some of our different youth pastors will be on those to tackle those questions every week. Because again, what we want to do as much as we can is create space for students to ask their questions and then find good answers to those questions. And so I really think that those are going to be some great tools and resources to help us as we're navigating these topics with our students so that they can understand the basics of it, but also know where to go to find deeper and maybe more complicated answers because life can be complicated. It can be messy. And sometimes what students are looking for is just a space to wrestle with hard truths rather than simply being given easy answers. That's good. Wrestle with hard truths versus just be given easy answers. James, I'm excited for this semester. Me too, great man. work. I know another youth pastors who are working on it are going to do great. So, Swiss layers out there, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for so much for being prepared. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you for listening to this Swiss Leader podcast where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh